0: Hi everyone, welcome along to the Fantasyland FPL podcast. Stephen Gilroy here with you for the next half hour as we look at game week 5, what happened and a full review and also looking at game week 6. Where can we get an edge for ourselves, what are the transfer plans and what is the initial plan going forward for the next 3 or 4 weeks. This is episode 8 and if you haven't already followed me on Twitter you can head on over to uh, at Fantasyland FPL. Check it out, give it a follow, would be much appreciated. So, let's have a little look at what happened in game week five. Well, first of all, start off with my points for game week five. So, I got 63 points all out, no hits, and the wild card played. So, I'd been talking all last week about playing my wild card, and I'd said, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, and then I finally did it. I hit the button on Tuesday or Wednesday, and I spent the next couple of days planning my squad for the next couple of weeks and seeing where I could you know gain an advantage over the next couple of weeks so my squad for the next couple of weeks does look pretty good it it looks okay obviously we'll talk about some of the things that happened over the course of the weekend and some of the problems that may have arisen um but 63 points yeah pretty happy with that it gives me a small green arrow I'm still around the one million mark uh hopefully I can Get up, maybe in the the eight hundred k nine hundred k mark, uh, over the course of the weekend. Small and steady progress is what I'm looking for at the minute. I'm not looking for massive jumps. And if there's anyone out there that's really concerned about their game week rank at the minute, let's just just put it into perspective. We're only in game week six. We've only hit game week six now, out of a thirty eight game season. I think there's an awful long way to go. And there's an awful lot more Premier League football to be played. So I wouldn't panic just yet. I'm certainly not going to panic. And there's definitely managers out there who are probably having worse game weeks than you. And worse seasons so far uh, that are not panicking either. Let's have a look and see what happened in game week five. Starting on Friday night with Newcastle and Leeds at St James's Park. They played out a one-all draw with Rafinha and Alan St Maximin getting on the score sheet. Patrick Bamford provided the assist for Rafinha. Nice to see points for him. And generally, I think the man of the match, say Maximin, I think the general consensus was that he could have had a lot more. He was really good in that. I watched the highlights back. Leeds were dominant, yes. But definitely, it could have been, you know, it was one-all. But it could have been four-all, for what I could see anyways. So, a really entertaining game on Friday night. I didn't see it now, I was at work. But definitely... You know, two players that we can keep an eye on. I already have Rafinha, but I'm kind of looking at St. Maximum at the moment now. So if there was any sort of upturn in Newcastle's form or fixtures, then I'd definitely be thinking about it. Then moving on to Saturday lunchtime, and we had another disappointing Wolves performance as they were beaten 2-0 by Brentford. So the Wolves train has really started to derail. Remember a couple of weeks ago when we were planning to have double Wolves, triple Wolves, and we thought, you know, this is going to be the way to to save our to save our first couple of game weeks and really hammer home our advantage. It just hasn't worked that way. Players like Jimenez, players like Traore, Semedo, Marcel, they just haven't done the business. And it's been really frustrating to sit back and watch it all unfold. Now, someone said to me recently, the likes of Jimenez after his injury last year he's not going to be the same kind of player now I'd have to agree in some ways because obviously when you have a bad injury like that and you're very kind of cautious about going into tackles and you're maybe not as comfortable taking on first time shots in the box and stuff like that I think it could be a case of that with Raul Jimenez definitely at the moment but as for the others the likes of Traore the likes of Marcel the likes of Samedo we're just not getting enough And when we're not getting enough from players, sometimes it just tends to get really frustrating and then we just end up getting rid of all three or two players or the the one was player that we have. So they were beaten by Brentford. Great performance by Ivan Toney uh, in that one. He could have had a lot more than the 12 or 16 I think he got on the day. So they're going really well. Brentford, they're looking like the leads of this season. So we'll we'll have to keep a close eye on them and see how they do. Moving on to the 3 o'clock kickoffs, Liverpool beat Crystal Palace 3-0 With Salah, Keita and Mane Among the goals An absolute screamer from Keita And that one uh, Captain Mo Salah for myself Got himself a goal and an assist And Mane looks like he's back In the collective palm uh, Of the Liverpool attack and threat At the moment Because uh, he's got 2-2 two two now As far as I know And yeah It was nice to see Salah Getting a, getting a big return Especially as my captain, I've been getting my captain wrong uh, for the last couple of weeks and uh, it was time now to uh, change all that. So good win for Liverpool in that one and they keep up their title aspirations. Man City, very surprising, 3 o'clock on Saturday, were held to a goalless draw by Southampton. Remember how we said at the start of the season that Southampton were really going to struggle? I don't know if that's the case now because they are looking pretty solid the last couple of weeks so, the likes of Livermento, he got himself a six-pointer in that one. Uh, that was probably the biggest thing for a lot of people Um, that might have had him on their bench. Uh, actually, we completely forgot to mention that Trent Alexander-Arnold didn't start for Liverpool in that 3-0 win. Uh, so, that meant that players like Livermento and uh, Kieran Tierney and players like that came off the bench for five-pointers, six-pointers over the course of the weekend and... Yeah, I suppose it was surprising to see Trent not start, but I suppose it was information that we didn't know, and uh, it was something that just kind of happened over a couple of days, uh, prior to the beginning of the game week. So yeah, Livermento, six pointer. I had him in my bench, my bench, but I had Kieran Tierney as my first sub, so he just he came on and got five points anyway. So that was still good to see. Man City will be. Uh, frustrated definitely with that one Uh, they'll have hoped to have got a win out of games like that and with the likes of Liverpool and the likes of Chelsea and Manchester United all winning this weekend that will be considered as uh, two points dropped for the champions. Norwich then they look in real trouble now as they were beaten by fellow promoted side Watford 3-1 so whatever about the big teams coming to town and, and beating you if you are competitive against the teams that you know have come up with you and have played a whole championship season alongside you the season before, then it's going to be really difficult. And Norwich now are in a real situation where they're getting beat every week. Uh, if you're planning to have players, a lot of people are looking towards Norwich as the uh, as the outlet for their assets to try and get players playing against them. And yeah, they they just look in real trouble. I don't I don't really see how they're going to get out of it, uh, I, I I was there thinking there during the week, you know, Leeds are obviously in a relegation scrap, but now I'm kind of looking at it, there's only two teams that we need to finish above, you know, so Norwich look like, if, if they continue the way they're going, then um, their fate will be sealed pretty quickly, but um, yeah, definitely they are in big, big trouble at the moment. Moving on then to Aston Villa. They played Everton in the uh, late game on Saturday. And uh, they beat uh, they beat them by three goals to nil with goals from uh, Cash and Bailey. And a Lucas dean own goal gave them the win in that one. I definitely didn't expect that it would be as comprehensive as it was. But Villa look now like they're really settled. They have Watkins back. Uh, Bailey seems to be playing really well he's a really really good player uh, they look like they've got a real star on their hands Aston Villa and of course they have Ings now and they have loads of attacking options so it'll be interesting to see how Aston Villa get on over the next couple of weeks and months uh, Luca Dean just a quick word on him I think he's the biggest trap going I really can't Justify, Or I don't think I'd go for him myself anyways. It's funny, I never thought of going for him. But the amount of people that have him over the last couple of two or three game weeks. And he's just done absolutely nothing. And then to concede three goals and get a minus one was absolutely ridiculous. But look, I suppose people must see something in these players. But Luke Dean definitely... No, not not for me. I won't be uh, I won't be going there. So, uh, yeah, Everton back to the drawing board for them, but a good win for Aston Villa. On Sunday then, we had Brighton beat Leicester 2-1. Uh, just unlucky to miss out on the clean sheet for Robert Sanchez and Shane Duffy in that one as Vardy got himself a goal late on. in that one, Leicester could have had an equalizer, but it was ruled out by VAR. Uh, good game actually uh, between the two of them, but uh, Brighton absolutely flying at the minute. They seem to have really found uh, a real way of playing under Graham Potter now, and they're doing really well. So, well done to them. Leicester are a little bit patchy for form at the minute now, and I actually I've been keeping an eye on some. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, that I wanted to own a Leicester attacker. Which Leicester attacker do you own? Like i I've looked at the I've looked at the fixtures and some of the points from some of the players uh, Iheanacho hasn't played a full 90 Daka has not played a full 90 <coughs> Vardy's the only one that's played a full 90 minutes for Leicester um, at the moment so <laughs> you would have to imagine they're kind of going in a system where Vardy is the sole striker and they're just playing 4 or 5 across midfield but um, yeah just probably I'm going to steer away from Leicester for a little while I'm not too sure about uh, their attacking options but yeah uh, I suppose in the next couple of weeks, if they do pick up a little bit of form, I know they have nice fixtures uh, coming up, uh, I might consider it. But at the moment, uh, no, I will stay away. Then in the second game on Sunday, we had Manchester United beating West Ham with goals from Ronaldo and Lingard, with West Ham missing a penalty right at the end of that game. So Ronaldo opened the scoring and Ben Rama got an equaliser. Then Lingard got a great goal uh, to make up for his uh, mistake against young boys in the Champions League during the week. And then United gave away a penalty. Now they could have had a couple of penalties uh, at the end of the game. Definitely wan I think, definitely got out a penalty. I think Ronaldo was very lucky to get away with not being booked for diving. So at the end of that game, West Ham had a penalty. Mark Noble comes off the bench No, you know, probably just a small bit of a warm-up done. Hasn't kicked the ball. Hasn't, you know, done anything in the game of note. And then steps in to take the penalty and misses. Like, massive, massive let-off for Manchester United. And you would imagine that that decision really backfired uh, for West Ham. But I suppose that Antonio wasn't on the pitch. You know, he would be the main man to take the penalties. But I did look at Mark Noble's... Uh, record in, you know in taking penalties and uh, it's not been that bad so West Ham will just be a little bit I suppose frustrated that they didn't take a point away from that one but uh, yeah good win for Manchester United and Ronaldo like red hot form absolutely red hot form and I think in the next week when we have to make the decision about Lukaku and we have to make the decision about who to bring in and what premium strikers we want if Ronaldo scores again this weekend against Aston Villa, it's going to be very, very difficult to kind of to kind of let him go. At least that's what I think, anyways. Uh, it's going to be very, very difficult to let, a, let let any player, let alone Ronaldo, go and you know bring in someone else. So we're just going to, have to just going to have to wait and see. Finally, then at the end of the weekend, there was uh, Chelsea and Spurs. Uh, Chelsea won three 0 in that one and what a performance from Chelsea, so I've probably said it a couple of times already but Chelsea looking really really strong at the minute. They look like they're a team on a mission, everybody seems to know their role, they've probably cracked what's their starting 11 or the strongest starting 11 and some of the players the likes of Rudiger, Alonso, Kaku, Havertz are starting to show a little bit of quality, a little bit of form Definitely, all them players are going to be on my list for the next couple of weeks uh, on my shopping list, and I'm definitely going to have two Chelsea attackers. I don't know if I'll have defenders now. Maybe the likes of Rudiger, because Rudiger is playing really well. But I just like the, you know Lukaku and maybe maybe Havertz if I can fit him in as well. He's quite expensive still, but yeah, good win for Chelsea Spurs. What else can you say? They they fell apart. When the game was really in the boiling, was really in the, in the melting pot. The second half, Chelsea just absolutely ran over Spurs. And uh, it was a convincing win in the end. Let's take a quick look at my team. Uh, the point scoring uh, for game week five. Let's start off in goal. Robert Sanchez, one pointer. As I mentioned before, just you know, very unlucky to miss out on the clean sheet in the end. As Leicester got, got a uh, very late goal. Ryan Bertrand beside him then, one point. Ryan Bertrand is a little bit of a disappointment for myself. I had such high hopes and expectations for Ryan Bertrand this season, but it just hasn't happened. Um, He'll probably get one more run out against Burnley, and then I'll probably have to let him go if things don't improve, because I I thought maybe I was getting myself a little bit of a differential pick in defence, but it just hasn't worked out like that. So keep an eye on him over the weekend. But I would say more than likely now, he'll have to make way for somebody else. Kieran Tierney came off the bench for a six-pointer. That was nice, of course. So Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, not in the Liverpool lineup And uh, not playing any part in that game against um, against Brentford. Oh, no, sorry, they're playing Brentford this weekend. Against uh, Crystal Palace. Sorry, he didn't play Crystal Palace at all. Uh, then uh, Marcel, one point. Again, like I said, Wolves just... Not interesting, not not interesting me in any shape or form uh, at the minute. So, a one pointer for him, Rafinha, then with an eight pointer, nice goal against Newcastle, got himself a couple of bonus points as well. Salah, my captain, with a 24 pointer, Saka, with a six pointer, got himself an assist in that game against Burnley. Diogo Jada, three points, probably a little unlucky not to get a bigger haul out of Diogo Jada at the weekend because he had chances to score. And just, yeah, I think he missed a sitter in that game against Crystal Palace. So he's going to get another run out. But he's another one that's kind of right on the edge of leaving my squad. But we'll see. Uh, Patrick Bamford then, he got a five-point haul against Newcastle. Got himself an assist. Raul Jimenez, two points. Had a couple of big chances at the end of that game. uh, So he could consider himself unlucky. And then finally, Ronaldo, with a six-pointer, got himself a goal against West Ham on Sunday. So what did we learn from this weekend? Well just i I've written down a couple of bits in my notes here and you know I suppose the first thing that we learned is that Chelsea are the real deal now. They look settled, they're playing as a team and they look as like one of the top contenders for the title this season. And I think if you're gonna like if I was a betting man, I would probably say that Chelsea are probably the standout favourites at the minute uh, to win the title uh, they just look so good, they look so powerful they look so strong and um, I think any of them like Manchester United, Liverpool Man City, if they have aspirations of winning the league, You know, they'll give themselves a fairly good chance if they can finish above this, this Chelsea side because they just look so good another asset at the minute that looks really really good is Cristiano Ronaldo absolutely red hot at United at the minute and he is impossible to ignore. He's been impossible to ignore since he came back to the Premier League and he seems like he's the main FPL asset at United at the minute. He's he, you know he really I think he he takes all the points away from the likes of Bruno Fernandes and Greenwood and all that. He is the main man at the minute. So if you don't have him on your side, now is probably not the right time to get him considering that United's fixtures are going to change, but definitely up until this moment if you're talking about it from a pure you know united premier league point of view then he's been really really good wolves are struggling no run good no run of good fixtures rather are sparing that and as i said before, as i said at the top of the podcast my patience is running thin with the wolves assets and some of them are going to have to go because at this moment in time it just doesn't feel like we're getting any sort of return out of them And there's definitely assets that we can spend our money on elsewhere and get more points returns. So that's a lot of the stuff that we learned from Game Week 5. Let's have a glance at the Game Week 6 fixtures. I love how we don't have any international break to contend with for another couple of weeks. So straight back into Premier League action this weekend. Chelsea play Man City, Everton play Norwich... Leicester play Burnley, Brentford and Liverpool, Arsenal and Spurs, Manchester United as the Villa, Leeds, West Ham, Watford, Newcastle, Southampton Wolves, and Palace Brighton. They are the full round of fixtures for Game Week 6. And if I am going to pick out any of the any of the games that we should really be looking at for ma- maximum points returns, the likes of the likes of Manchester United and Villa. I think Cristiano Ronaldo is going to be a very uh, popular captain pick in that one the likes of Fernandez and Greenwood also you'll also have the likes of uh, Leeds and West Ham Antonio looks like he's uh, going to be back in the starting 11 for West Ham and the likes of um, the likes of Everton and Norwich as well I know I said that Luca Dean and all these players are probably like stay away but against Norwich it's going to be very hard to stay away from you know a team that is just not playing well at the minute and uh, if you have any Everton assets at the minute you should definitely consider uh, getting them in. Other fixtures that we can look at include the likes of Leicester and Burnley if you have any Leicester attackers in your squad that could be a good fixture. The likes of Brentford and Liverpool uh, if you have Salah as your captain in that one or if Trent is back in the team. I think Trent more than likely is going to be back from what we've read in different pieces of information that I've seen online. I think more than likely because he sat out the Carabao Cup game during the week, you would automatically assume that he's going to be back for that one. Uh, Southampton and Wolves. If you have uh, you know players from either or, it could be a very tight game. It could be a very, uh, it could be a very even contest. I have Livermento. I'm kind of leaning towards playing Livermento on that one just to really have just to have a Southampton a player on the pitch because if they're looking more sound defensively, I think he's definitely a player that we need to uh, consider. And finally, then the likes of the Watford and Newcastle game could also be a really good one with the likes of Saar. Uh, Alan St. Maxim and Mann and uh, different players involved in that one. So that is just a quick view of the game week six fixtures and now we're going to have a look at my game week squad and transfers. So I just, I've just i just written down a couple of small points here and um, I don't know if I'm going to do anything straight away because it's on my mind that I want to do two transfers next week and I want to bring in two Chelsea uh, defenders or attackers. So either or. But the likes of Trent, Alexander-Arnold, Rafinha have yellow flags at the minute. And at the time of recording, uh, it is Thursday now, uh, yesterday Leeds put out a tweet that Patrick Bamford has an issue with his ankle. And uh, Basuma of Brighton, who is also one of my substitutes, has an issue uh, also. And he's on the 70 per- 75% uh, May play also. So this is all stuff that we're waiting for more information on. Obviously... I think I think most of them are gonna make it I think the likes of Rafinha and Bamford are gonna make it uh, I'm not too sure about uh, the likes of um, the likes of uh, Basuma he may make it he may have to play this week uh, if if some of them players are out but my biggest my biggest thing I want to do like I would rather do nothing this week I would rather just leave it to the side. And then maybe make a couple of transfers the next week, and then see then see how how I'm fixed for the next couple of weeks. But I'm gonna wait for more information. Obviously, you know it, it's it's still only Thursday. The pre- press conference conferences between today and tomorrow, and we'll have a lot more information then to uh, make our decisions with. There definitely is one transfer that I had been thinking about making, and it was Jimenez to Antonio. Again. Do I give Jimenez one more roll of the dice? Have I just rolled the dice too many times? Yes, I probably have. But on Friday, depending on how I'm feeling and depending on how I'm feeling about Leeds' chances against West Ham, and given how porous defensively we are, it definitely could be a good choice. So again, that is something i will probably make a decision on at the very last minute. There are just a couple of ideas I was thinking about going with for game week six and uh again I might end up doing absolutely nothing which is the preferable option I want to bank a transfer and then I want to do something uh, next week so that is that is everything that's pretty much everything now I've looked at game week six we had a chat about game week five uh, my transfer plans are still kind of up in the air and yeah that's that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell so we're just gonna do a little bit of a you know, an off the cuff kind of chat thing. I'm gonna try and do this every single week. So this week I'm gonna put in uh how's the season going for myself and my overall rank. Okay. So from here on in I'll put it up on Twitter. I'll ask people is there something that you want me to kind of talk about for five minutes or whatever, just completely off the cuff. It might be just about football in general, it might be about FPL, it might be about anything at all. If you want me to just cover something for five or ten minutes, uh let me know on Twitter. I put it up, anyways, and uh, you can let me know there. But how's my season going so far? Well, I think compared to last year, it's it's going a little bit better. Like I've learned so much from the mistakes that I made last year and carried them forward, you know, into this year and try to try to you know really rectify a lot of things that went wrong. Now my rank, obviously, like I said earlier on, we're only five game weeks in. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go crazy over being one millionth in the world at the moment because I think it's probably the wrong thing to do. It's wrong to get caught up in your overall rank this early. But my season so far, yeah. Look, I said I said from the beginning that I wanted FPL to be fun, and that's exactly how I'm feeling at the minute. I feel like FPL should be fun. It's a you know it's it's a game that makes the Premier League more interesting. It you know really gets us more involved and you know want to watch more Premier League games. So, the season for myself, if someone was to ask me right now, how is your season going? I'd be like, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I'm like I'm enjoying it. I have made I've made some bad decisions already. I know we're only four game weeks in. But I don't necessarily think that that is the be-all and end-all. Like, I've heard stories about fellas who are in, you know, work group chats and stuff like that. And, uh, not work group chats, sorry, mini-leagues. And they, you know, they had a couple of good game weeks at the start. And then they, you know, just delete themselves out of the the mini-league. And, you know, then when asked, why did you do that? It's like, oh, I couldn't handle the pressure. Couldn't handle the pressure, come on. FPL is much more than that. It's not a pressure cooker of judgment or oh you only got this week and you only got, you know, that scored this week and oh my players are better than yours or my squad's better than yours. It shouldn't be about that at all. It should be about talking about the Premier League. I think subconsciously we probably talk about the Premier League more by playing FPL. So, I think that's generally a good thing, you know. So, we're enjoying our football. We, we're enjoying the games, we're enjoying watching our teams in the Premier League. Am I enjoying watching Leeds in the Premier League at the minute? Probably not, but hopefully that'll change over the next couple of weeks and months. But yeah, no, I think it's going pretty good. One million in the world, I'm happy with where I am at the minute. As I said, steady progress, that's all I'm looking for. So that is pretty much, uh, that's that's my off-the-cuff chat for today i know it's only a couple of minutes long but if there's anything at all that you want me to kind of go through or speak about at length then i'll put it up on twitter and uh, you can let me know there the final part of the podcast is the captaincy picks. so i put up i put up a twitter poll uh, in the last day or so and it had uh, options for salah antonio or ronaldo or other for this weekend and uh, as of the time of recording, I did see that Salah was 41.7%, Antonio was 25%, and Ronaldo was 33.3%. So the masses do speak. I think for myself, <clears throat> it's going to be one of the three. It's going to be Salah, Antonio, or Ronaldo. Now, I don't have Antonio at the minute, but like I said, that is probably just a quick switch. If I can, you know, put someone out and bring... um. Antonio win. That would that would be ideal. But I think I'm leaning towards. Ronaldo for the captaincy. And the reason why. Is just his red hot form. Like. We can't. We can't argue. For, for, for what he is. He's, he's a goal scoring machine. And he just does it. Time and time again. So. For me. It's going to be Salah. Or, or Ronaldo. I don't think it's going to be Antonio. I don't think I'm going to end up having Antonio. Unless something happens over the next couple of. The next couple of days. But yeah, definitely it's gonna be Ronaldo for my captain pick. Um if you want to vote, you can head on over to Fantasyland FPL and cast your vote there and you can see the results uh in the next day or so. Uh just to give yourself a bit of perspective about where the captaincy decisions are going for this game week. So, that is pretty much it, folks. We have covered everything uh, that we need to cover in game week uh, 5. And looking ahead to game week 6, I actually can't wait for the weekend now. I'm probably going to go and watch the Leeds match somewhere in uh, in Galway City. Uh, so, I think it's on Premier Sports as far as I know. And then there's a good game between Chelsea and Man City at half 12. And Liverpool play at Brentford at half 5 on Sky Sports. So, it's lined up to be a really good Saturday Of uh, sport and Premier League action. So yeah. Enjoy it everyone. Enjoy the Premier League this weekend. Uh, Best of luck for game week 6. Hopefully we can turn them red arrows. Into a few green arrows. And if you've had uh, a couple of green arrows already. Hopefully you can turn them into a few more. And uh, we'll set ourselves uh, right on the way. To uh, a good FPL season. We'll be back next week. uh, With the full review of game week six and we'll be looking forward to game week seven definitely we'll probably be talking a lot about chelsea assets and how we're going to get them into our squads and just before i go if there's anyone out there that is interested in coming on the podcast make sure you let me know hit me a dm on twitter you can follow me hit me a message if you're in Ireland or even the UK or anywhere, uh, we can try and set up a bit of a Zoom call or something like that. It'd be really cool to have someone else on the podcast uh, just to chat FPL and get a different perspective from uh, their point of view. So that is it for me, everyone. Have a good game week six. I will talk to you next week. See ya.